0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users
1: don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com
0: achieve today. You are listening to Scoop B Radio. What's
1: going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoopy Radio, DJ Maniel. 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 I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoopy and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on this media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to ScoopyRadio.com slash poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's ScoopyRadio.com slash poll. S C O O P the letter B R A D I O dot com slash P O L L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description.
0: You're listening to Scoop B Radio with Brandon Robinson, E K Manny, Manny L. Scoop B Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bond said, "Yo,
1: the best in the business." That's word scoop. You to tune in or reading the word from scoop. The business, he show you the proof. If Scoop D say it, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment, he give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews, he gave you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The joint, the journalists, the goat, so why Watch out, watch out. If, watch out. About it, if he naming them, ScoopD.com do numbers like Chamberlain. Pen game is a gift, got the gift to gab, if he say this gospel it's as simple as that, now pay attention and you can see the way it go, enough of this talking, this is Scoop B Radio. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. Get on his Instagram now, at follow Scooby. him, at Scoop B, follow him. Yes, sir. Scoop radio. radio.
0: Overtime.
1: On the radio, on the plane, on the train, on your airwaves, on all your mobile devices, I am Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at ScoopB, Instagram, and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. Make sure most importantly that you subscribe to the Scoop B Radio Podcast, which is available on all streaming platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher App, or simply by visiting ScoopBradio dot com. Two point one million streams last year, and one of the reasons why is because we make newsmakers who come on the show and no different here. on the line right now. We have a Los Angeles Lakers, a legend, Metal World Peace on the line. Meta, what's going on? This is gonna be radio, yeah. Everything is good, man. How you doing? Staying socially distant and away from cats. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We're trying to figure this thing out. It's been um, a whirlwind, but, you know, we're trying, we're trying to get through it, especially as, especially as, you know, a black, and um, you know, we are not only fighting COVID, we're fighting um injustice in our in, in the country we live in. I'm not gonna say our country because um even though we were shipped over here as slaves and I'm sure some of our own blood uh countrymen from Africa did uh behind the behind the scene deals. You know, mm-hmm. little snake little snakes rat snake deals. Our own skin color, <laughs> even though that happened 400 plus years ago, um, you know, we wasn't able to defend ourselves and, and we landed somewhere <laughs> and, um, we landed in another country. Yeah. Um, we landed in another country. So, as you know, um, America, you know, up until the the injustice you know it's a it's a it's a great country um you know has a lot of history with our ancestors so i would consider myself from a country that i don't know because our history was burnt the art where's our african art we know nothing about ourselves for the most part um i'm sure africa i'm sure if you go to africa in some of the countries because they're not as Unified as you would like. Some of the countries are held hostage by other, um, activists or cults and different things. So some of the countries, some of the African countries are, they can't even, uh, they don't even have no freedom. So, but I'm sure they have history. I'm sure they know, like, where's our art? Who's our ancestors? What happened? Because we don't, we don't get the story here in America. We don't get the full story. You know, so with that being said, we're in a situation right now where, you know, we're trying to communicate with our ancestors and try to do the best thing we can, you know, to get past this time here on earth um, while keeping our ancestors proud. Yeah, I think you you brought up a good point when you discussed... um, not knowing, really, reading really in between the lines. We don't know past our, our, our folks down south. Visiting down south, us being both east Coasters, is visiting the motherland, whether that's Florida, Georgia. If you're if you're a Haitian-American, Jamaican, you go to the Caribbean. But if you're African-American, you go to Georgia, South Carolina, you know, and, and, and things of that sort. And I think you bringing that up, um, it, it's, it's, it's part of self-reflection. Being locked down and quarantined during coronavirus it allows you to fathom those types of of those of things you no, absolutely you know um I think this whole time definitely gave you a lot of time to reflect on certain things and um i mean, I was a little bit concerned with people being in the house, and my whole thing was, are you being productive because they are? um they being positive and negative both people are being productive and quarantine it was it was such a shock to the black culture where we just said all right let's just stay indoors and everybody else was like yeah we're gonna still work everybody you know still generating income and you know that black people as a whole still suffering you know so it's like a tricky game where you got to be on your toes because they're not making it easy for us this is true. I got to ask this question Scooby Radio on the line with uh, NBA champ Meta World Peace. Uh, The NBA is looking to resume uh, in July in a bubble and Kyrie Irving uh, had a conference call with Dwight Howard and and Carmelo Anthony, Daniel Lillard and and others. Basically, the reporter that he said on the conference call, I will support going into Orlando. I'm not with the systemic racism and the B.S. Something smells a little fishy, whether we want to admit it or not. We are targeted as black men every day we wake up. I, I feel as though Kyrie Irving is, um, is believed to just be different, and he's polarized by a lot of people. You've been outspoken during your career. If you're Kyrie Irving, how do you handle that? And if you're an NBA player, do you go to Orlando? Everybody handles it differently. Like when I was coming into the NBA in nineteen ninety nine, I brought my hood with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't need nobody to validate if I'ma do that. Right. You know, when I was you know, when I was telling people um, you know, from the hood in a corporate world, and I was making the stands for people from the streets, from my hood, I just did it. Mhm. And people still remember that to the day. People don't even know why they like me, too. But I've been doing this for a long time. In terms of like you know, people don't even people forget. That's why, you know, because so now with Kyrie Irving, just do it. You don't need nobody. to do a big time player. No, so just 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 do what you want to do. Whatever you think is right, we're with you. But me personally, I would have played because the game is. I don't know. I'm obsessed with the goddamn game. I definitely would. I definitely would have played, and I would have just, you know, maybe cursed a few people out. But luckily, I wasn't in the NBA when these crazy issues were happening because mm-hmm. how I was, was different. These motherfuckers is nuts. You know what I'm saying? These these these, these guys is nuts. I remember that I can't breathe issue. Mm-hmm. I know, like, can't breathe. I'm not like, can't I said, we need something stronger than that. We got, we gotta, we got to say something. Um, so you know, but I get the peaceful protest versus you know, ignorant or or violent protest. But you gotta let people know. Sometimes you gotta let people know. I know we are um not uh empowered but it's still FOH. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. You were the sixteenth pick in the nineteen ninety nine NBA draft by the Chicago Bulls. Um you told, played a total of 175 games for the for the Bulls, uh two and a half years. Um uh, both as a starter, uh you averaged about twelve point five points just over four rebounds per game in that two-and-a-half-year span. Do you miss Chicago? I mean, I, I miss Chicago. Chicago was a place for me that I was supposed to be for my whole entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Jerry Krause wanted. But when I was in Chicago, I was um, I was missing my hood. So I would often go to Robert Till or Cabrini Green or 79th and Halstead. You know, with some people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but just like not knowing, I'm just like wanting to be around people that I know, mm-hmm. the people that I like, just like myself. So a bit lonely, not being in a different environment and also I, I, I wasn't—I don't think I was ready. You know, to for Chicago, so it's just disappointing that I only played two and a half years there. There's been a almost like a, a urban legend and I was in high school when I heard it and I'm curious to know from your perspective when Michael Jordan was making a comeback is it true that you played defense on him and cracked his ribs? It was um, it was a mistake um, um, actually I'm not going to say it was a mistake it was a really aggressive basketball you got to think about how strong Mike is and how competitive Mike is when we were tangling or uh, with each other in the post in the summertime, mm-hmm. you know, I, I tried to move his arm out the way and I accidentally hit him with my elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I definitely didn't mean to hit him in the ribs, but I was just like really aggressive, like whatever I got to do to deny Mike. I remember the play clear as day. It was, I actually, um, got the offensive foul called against Mike. Um, I also hit the ball and they called the offensive foul on him. Yeah, I rest in the summertime, you know, which is like real, a really good play for me because it was a great defensive play, but like, then I hurt his wrist and I was like really sad for a couple of days. You know, I didn't really like that. What was the scenario? Where were you? Was it in Chicago? Where were you? Who else was playing? Was it one-on-one? It was in Chicago. Okay. It was in Chicago. Um, yeah, it was in Chicago in the gym. I think it was at Hoops, the gym that Al Kelly used to play. Yeah. It was at Hoops hmm When you watched the Jordan during the round of the Last Dance documentary, um, did it, one, take you back to your Bulls days, and two, is there anything that you learned that you didn't know? That documentary was amazing. Uh, I kind of knew a lot. I didn't know Pippin really was making that little money for all that time. And I remember Jordan. I didn't realize Jordan was making that little money for the first couple of years. He wasn't making no money. Jordan was making fucking part of my language, but damn, <laughs> I never thought the contracts everybody's signing, you know. So, but Jordan had that big sneaker contract. So Pippen's was like, damn, <laughs> you know, Pippen <laughs> was dead. dead. So damn, renegotiate we renegotiate renegotiate renegotiate. the contract. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And they was like, fucking. That's the contract you signed, you know, and uh, so that's what that's one thing that was surprising. But everything else is like pretty solid. I like it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. It was. It, I feel like basketball, uh, in particular, is like soap operas for men. Um, I feel like particularly the lifestyle of it. I remember talking to Kobe White and Ryan Archie Diacono and they were saying Kobe White told me that he'd like order his food on that Sunday, it'd be showered, it'd be right in front of his T V right in time for the, for the for the for the for the for the last dance to come on. Did you watch it live or were you more of a binge watcher after that? Like, sure, I binge watched the first couple but after a while, I mean after the after the first season season uh, or the first episode I watched it live. That was yeah. the reason you watched live. Yeah. Mm mm-hmm. You can, yeah. You we know, gotta catch that once it comes on. No, that's real. I remember when you played for the Bulls, you I remember they would have like these shows that would come on after like weekdays after school and they reported that you worked a side job like at a at a like a Walmart or like a, a Bradley's or a Caldors or something on top of playing for the Bulls. Is that true? Is I mean, really yeah, really definitely really definitely. I really. I wasn't really thinking nothing of it when I was working side job at circuit city mm-hmm. but, you know, i just thought that i was bored i wanted something to do and you know i'm like whatever let's just work at a job at circuit city there's nothing else to do but play basketball and and now i can go buy food you know i got a little bit of money and i don't know what else to do so i gotta get a job something. how much were you making an hour i mean i didn't i didn't do it much. it wasn't much it was maybe five dollars, something like that what made you stop? Did, were people noticing you? It reminds me of Elvis from Cosby show when he was working there. Somebody caught him working there. What was the catalyst which made you stop? I mean, what made me stop was, um, yeah, you know, just like I, I did it because I wanted the job and I, I wanted to work at Service City, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really doing it for people to start commenting. And I, didn't, I wasn't thinking like that. I was like, fuck it, let's get a job. People come in. They don't probably know who I am. Whatever. I'm, I'm a rookie. I'm not famous. You know, I get the little discount. I love electronics. I love looking at games and electronics all day. You know, so I was in. I was buying a bunch of shit. I was buying a bunch of shit. <laughs> I was buying was car shit, and TV, stereos. I'm like, fuck, you get 50% off. And then I didn't get the job. Ooh. Like, and then I actually did. I had one customer that I showed a few things too and you know other than that i was just filled out some paperwork it was great actually i had a good time that's awesome yeah man that to me that's uh, to me that sounds like the guy who was who goes to high school and is a student athlete and then has an after-school job except you were a rookie in the nba working at circuit city yeah yeah true. i mean a job is a job people work just because you make money don't mean you can't get a job word you know you can you can still get a job Meta, you played for the Pacers from two thousand two to two thousand six. Um, I remember when I was in co- I was in college at that point when the brawl in the palace happened. And I remember being a sports editor for the newspaper and my you know, the news editor was calling me. The the, the director of the of the newspaper who was a pro- professor was calling me and, and and basically were asking me, How do you quantify this? Like how do you write this story? And I remember sitting up like for 12 hours straight writing an op-ed and, and kind of characterizing you know what happened but the question that I've always had is this when the person threw that cup of beer from the stands to the scorer's table when you, were sit- when you were laying there how did you know who it was and did you get the right person yeah I picked the right person the person that I hit wasn't the person that threw a cup it was the person that made the bet person made the bet that John could hit me with a cup from there for $50, you know. So both of those guys were in the wrong, you know. Can't can't do that. Yeah, I, I just, to be young in and intelligent and kind of figuring that out, that was something I always knew. I didn't know there was a bet. All I knew was I saw the cup. The cup. I mean, so some people they, they, on TV, they went from the cup. They, 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 they go right to the stands a lot. They don't show, like, what happened. They never talk about the other guy who actually threw the cup. hmm You know, that's all I wanted to know. It happened. You moved on, and uh, you became a successful, you know, basketball player. Um, your time with uh, the Los Angeles Lakers uh, was very fascinating to me for a lot of reasons. Number one, um, you played alongside arguably one of the best. Uh, NBA players of all time, uh, and and Kobe Bryant. Um, when did you first meet Kobe? I met Kobe. I mean, we played basketball. He was uh, fourteen. I was thirteen. He was fifteen. I was fourteen. He one year older than me, and uh, he had like forty points against us in the game. Uh, I wasn't really playing at that time. I was young, but my defense was real stellar. So he said, "Ron, get in the game. Get him." Mm-hmm. And he scored like maybe six or eight points for me. Um most of the bulk of his points was done before. So that's like, you know, it was it was that was the first time I met him and he he kinda of remembers but he don't, but you know, I'm sure he we spoke about it, but you know, he's not here to or to defend himself. Um well yeah, it's more that was the first time I met him and he's just so competitive. I just, you know, the Guy. And obviously in the league we was going back and forth. You know, he's trying to kill. And I'm trying to fight and kill, you know, at the same time. So, you know, it was def- definitely, a, 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 definitely a hell of an introduction to Kobe, how I met him and how it ended. When was the last time that you guys saw or spoke with each other? I mean, I text him every now and then, you know, see what's up, see what he's doing. You know, he's a very... uh He's just a great guy, Um, responds, always supportive, different things like that. So, yeah, Um, off and on. Sure. Sure. When you look at um, the fact that, I guess, LeBron broke Kobe's record the night before he passed away. That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Did you watch Kobe? Was- Did you watch that game? I didn't watch the game, man. I mean, I pay attention to the Lakers. as you know, what was going on, but I wasn't watching that game. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just felt bad for LeBron. Like God, damn. LeBron does everything in his power to include basketball players. He does everything in his power to make people feel wanted and loved. You see him do it all the time. So. You know, he, he, he and he's a tough player, you know what I'm saying? He's tough minded, no matter what people say he's tough. And you know, I, I feel like he had to you know he's a guy with compassion, you know, you gotta you gotta feel bad for him that that shit happened. You know, one of his favorite players passed away when he broke their record, I would have been devastated. This Do you think it's fair that people make the LeBron Michael Kobe comparisons? I mean, hell yeah. I mean, they all very similar. I mean, look. As much as Kobe reminds us more of Mike, look at LeBron's shots. They fadeaways. You understand? LeBron is he he got time, hmm. he got better with time, man. He got better with time. I mean, he's he's just as good right now as he was before. He's just not running as fast, but he's just as good. You guarded all three defensively. How do you guard Michael different than Kobe? Different than LeBron? Um um hold on one second. I think Jordan is probably the most efficient and he has more tools than LeBron. LeBron is stronger than Jordan. Jordan is stronger than Kobe. Um let's see, um it's uh um, Kobe has a little bit more Rucker Park than Mike, right? So with Kobe, I mean, with all of them, you just gotta play hard, like because what you don't want is them getting sixty. You don't, you know, they they might get forty. You know, and some days you keep them under thirty. That's a big thing, keeping them under thirty. And some days, you know, you might even keep them under twenty. You know, I I, I had my fair share of games where I didn't hold them under some points. Mm -hmm. But it was not easy, man. These guys could play. It's like the same thing, you know, you got to work. You got to get, you know, you got to do, you know, like, NBA players can just score. James Harden is like a human NBA Jam scoring video game. You elbowed him in a game in 2012 after he celebrated the dunk. When you look at how he played... Go ahead. So I was saying, what we'll was the rest of your question? When you look at Harden time in Oklahoma and you look at his time in Houston, which version of Harden do you like better? and now <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> nice. He's like, this one, this one's not, it, it, it's not even a comparison. It's not like LeBron. You want to compare the old LeBron to this LeBron or to, to the other four. You know, you got four different LeBrons. This is James Harden right here. This last two years, three years, you know, there ain't no comparison. You know, he's just like he. This is the best James Harden. I don't even know how old he is. He's thirty-two, thirty-three. You got me going to the Google machine right now because I did you <laughs> know. It's crazy. James Harden is thirty years old. My thirty-one yes. in August. Yeah, God damn, that shit's crazy. Because he's because he. Cause he I mean, he's done. I mean, he he's done some historic shit. What is he in this year? James Harden is averaging I think a lot average of is thirty-eight, thirty-nine. Like that's MJ shit. MJ yeah. played way better defense than James Harden. I, that was I, like it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else, they do the same. Does he remind you of Tracy McGrady in Orlando? A, a more polished version? Absolutely not. No. I mean, it, he, he 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 he's different. It's James Harden. I mean, everybody's amazing, but what James Harden is doing is just like crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's just like who's doing shit like that? Who's who's playing like that? Like he he's a he he a, he a, he's a level above a few people. You know, a level above a few people. Definitely. Tell me something. Um, the New York Knicks are looking for a coach. You put your coaching hat in. People laughed. Tom Thibodeau, Kenny Atkinson, are believed to be the favorites um, in that uh, market. Native Queens native, or Queens native, who do you like better, Pibbs or Atkinson, as the head coach? I mean, um, I mean, I think, I think, I, I think I should be. In, in, I'm from New York City, and you know, <laughs> why not? I mean, I'm from, I'm from the city. You know, we we. You know, so I don't think, like, I mean, people, they they can say whatever they want, but it ain't like, I mean, I can't coach the game. Mm-hmm. It ain't that complicated. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't that complicated. But, you know, with that being said, I, I, don't, I don't really care who coaches the Knicks because I just want to see the Knicks win. Yeah. You know, I just want to see the Knicks win. That's it. How far back do you go as a Knicks fan? I mean, I'm from New York. It's not like I'm a fan. I'm just from New York City. I'm just proud. I don't even know if I'm a fan. tell so you the truth. But I'm from New York City. So it's like, if you if you got any pride, like, you want to see your city win. Like, it's sure. really that simple, right? You know what I mean? If you got any pride. Sure. Scoopy Radio on the Radio. line with Meta World Peace. We got to make mention. Make sure we pay the bills. You have the XVSX Sports platform, a platform for basketball enthusiasts to find, engage, and play on-demand pickup games at any skill level. Tell me more about it. Yeah, you know, basketball is real cool. It's not accessible. At, it's not as accessible as you would think. Um, some people can't find games. Some people work nine to five. The good games happen from 10 to 2. Um, some people leave college and don't have nowhere to play. Uh, some people leave the NBA and don't have nowhere to play. So how can you organize that? And that's what the app does, organize games. Um, and uh, we have some cool, if you have a feed, where you can post your highlights, post your images, you know, and communicate with each other on the app. So this is ideal for a basketball player. That's real. Who besides Kobe and Michael and LeBron did you relish Going or guarding on a night-to-night basis, everybody. I mean, I was, i mean, I'm the best wing defender it's in the league B-rated. at that time. And you don't become the best wing defender in the league. I mean, some would argue Bruce Bowen and fuck I don't care. To tell you the truth, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, as being one of the best is like everybody. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, I'm waiting. I can't wait till everybody comes into the building because I get a chance to do what I do well. And some days, you know. These guys get 30 and 40, and in some days, they don't. <laughs> and I'm happy. I'm really happy with that. You know, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, I think when you look at your body of work um, as a gamer, um, you've always brought it. There's always been a passion. Um, and I also think that there's a level of just health and continuity um, that you've always had an NBA All-Star. NBA Defensive Player of the Year in two thousand and four. Um, you, you, you got a Haggerty Award. Yeah. Uh, you went to you went to St. John's. An undergrad, I went to Hofstra for grad school. I understand the significance of the Haggerty Award in that regard in the New York metro- Metropolitan area. Um, when you look at the uh, NBA's Defensive Player of the Year, Anthony Davis uh, told me that Defensive Player of the Year um, was his goal this season. What do you like about Anthony Davis in Los Angeles this season? Well, I mean, he's playing solid. I mean, I I, don't, I I haven't watched a lot of Anthony Davis over the years because, like, he's in New Orleans, and, you know, you're only watching the championship teams, right? So, you know, if you're, if you're a hardcore NBA fan, you know everything about Anthony Davis. I played in the NBA, so, so me playing in the NBA, I know about Anthony Davis, but I didn't know he was that good. I mean, you, you see he's an all-star. You watch an all-star game and Anthony Davis. You see Anthony Davis. But when you actually watch him play, him being a Laker and me watching all the Laker games, I'm like, he's just a solid player. I, I, I never knew he was that good. I, I did not know he was, like, that great. You know, he's entering greatness right now. He's, you know, Hall of Famer. <laughs> Hall, of, Hall of Famer. Definitely. Um, but, he, I think he have to get to the rims. Because, you know, you got him and Dwight. I mean, you know, right now I think Dwight has had a better career with his four defensive player of the year trophies, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But, um, yeah. So I think, you know, he has some work to do, but he he's a great player. Dwight Howard, your Lakers in 2010 beat the Orlando Magic in the NBA Finals. Dwight is in his second stance with the Lakers. If I'm not mistaken, when he was a Laker, you guys were teammates the first time he was a Laker, correct? When he was away, his first time, he was awake, I was there. What do you like about like this second time around in Los Angeles as opposed to the first time? Well, I like both of them. He had a big, he had a surgery that nobody was being easy on him. He had mm-hmm. a surgery and he he removed a disc from his back the size of a big cookie. Wow. You know, and he, and, and, and he had to stay in his back and he's coming back early. I mean, people were expecting him to be the same. Like, you got to give it some time. The Lakers, I mean, the fans, man, they were really hard on him. They were way too hard on him. This guy just came off a back surgery out for a year. I mean, what more do you expect? So it was kind of such, he, he He's the same person. He's a great player. Is LeBron James this season's NBA MVP? Um, you know, him or James or Giannis, you know, and I think. um. You know uh, I can't wait to see. You know I I I, mean, I can't wait to see. They they all are amazing players, and we and we missing a few others out there that we're not even mentioning, right? But these three guys are playing well. James is leading. LeBron leading the West. is scoring. Giannis leading the whole league. You know why? It's really hard to pick. This is a hell of a this is a hell of an error. It is because I think this season, or in particular, is the first season where. LeBron is not in Cleveland and he's not running the East and Steph Curry and the Warriors aren't predicted to go to the NBA Finals. And now you got Kawhi, LeBron, and the West battling out against Giannis but people don't give the Toronto Raptors they just do because Kawhi left and went to the Clippers. Um I mean that's I mean that's amazing how a guy can do that just wave and get a ring and I mean, I, I mean, you know, the, the, the league is in a funny, funny, funny place right now because I believe you should get the ring. Do what you gotta do to get the ring. I don't care what nobody says. At the end of the day, I don't care how much money you've got. I mean, you're gonna wanna have a ring, so you do you put yourself it's in position Radio. to get it. And you go to a different teams and you try to play chess a little bit. You know, this is very important. Which leads me to my next question. Next season, the uh, Brooklyn Nets will have a healthy Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Do you think there will be an adjustment in their first year together playing alongside each other in Brooklyn? No, they both shoot well off the ball. They both can shoot well off the ball, and they both can attack closeouts. Now, I mean, you know, um, they're, they're going to be fine. Kyrie an ideal player because he can catch and shoot. That, that, that puts him on another level, and he needs somebody like Durant. But I don't think he's um, – I don't know. He tried to win it by himself, but he wasn't having no success, right? So he needs the range. And, I, you know, it would be very hard if those two healthy. I don't know. It's very hard to see those two losing. You know, I don't know, I don't know how it happens. We'll sure see. A few more questions. Zach Levine uh, is coming into his own uh, with the Bulls. Do you like his game? Where do the Bulls still need to improve? Yeah, I, I, I don't watch a lot of Dak, but I have seen him. From what I've seen, he's a hell of a player. From what I've seen, he is on the cusp of being great. He's at the curve right now. He, and this is where he makes his decision on if he's going to just be great or if he's just going to be really good. He's going to be really good, right? That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So he has some things in his game that needs to improve um passing well i think he's a good defender i don't know rebounding maybe he's good i don't know i saw some things that i felt you know he could improve on um you know cutting passing with the ball making your teammates better more communication see i don't watch him a lot so i'm just judging him but i think he's going to be really great really good And if you want to be great you got to keep putting in the work Pau Gasol, uh, to me, was ahead of his time, and I think he played in the wrong era. Um, I talked to Phil Handy about that, uh, Lakers assistant, and, you know, I was asking him, who in today's game reminds you of Pal? Same question for you. Who in today's game reminds you of Pau Gasol? Um, hmm. Oh, all of you. The guy from, was hard to uh Anthony Davis, maybe Anthony Davis, tell the truth. big boys can both shoot, can both have moves. pal is a little more fluid, but Anthony is too. too. They're both, Radio. I mean, who's better? You know, they're both, they're both, they're both, they're both are really good. I mean, I'm not sure if someone would argue that Anthony was better, but they both are really good. Who is the next Kobe Bryant, Metal World Peace duo? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I would say um, in my prime, I mean, it's hard to say in my prime, you know, I was more than better. I really enjoyed those moments. Uh, when I was 23 and 24. I was at my best. But um, yeah, at a 30-year-old meta, um I was you know spying up more. Um, it's hard to say because I don't watch a lot. But, I mean, the kid Tobias is pretty good. I don't, know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Tobias Harris is pretty good. He can shoot. He got better. He reminds me you know, a lot of myself. He was one that I came in early and he wasn't a superstar coming in, you know, but he became one. Uh, he became a, And And I, I haven't even seen him play in the last few years because, you know, he's he, he here. He's well, he's here. So. When I look at the greats, they're always misunderstood. Um. Albert Einstein was misunderstood. Kanye West was misunderstood. Lonar test and MetaWorld Peace are misunderstood. If you could go back into history and change anything about you, would it be worth it to prove to people that you're actually normal? Yeah, I don't know. Why, why would we do that? <laughs> I mean, I would, I mean, you know, I, I was home. And you know, in Africa, I would, Well, why? Why would I prove to anyone? No, 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 no. And it doesn't make sense. I got you know, listen. Oh, coming, coming here in America, we know it's challenging, mm-hmm. and we know this is not our country. But it's like, where do you go? Do You take a flight and it's go to Ghana, and where do you go after that? <laughs> Grandma's house? You know, I don't think so. Right? I mean, so hey, that's not normal. <laughs> the situation is not normal. That's real. Mr. World Peace. Absolutely. Here's the good news you're off the hot seat. <laughs> All good. All good, man. We yeah. had, a, had a great conversation. I really enjoyed um, speaking with you. And it was a great, great, great sports conversation. Hell yeah, man. We're going to do it again. Thank you for your time, good brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is Scoopy Radio saying you bring the coffee, and I'll bring the Duncan.
0: Come on.